Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast, the only podcast designed to fuse your left and right brain hemispheres and feed it the most entertaining and mentally engaging topics on the planet. As we approach our ascent, please make sure your frontal, temporal and occipital lobes are in their full upright position. As you take your seat of consciousness, relax your senses and allow us to take you on a journey. We are the Intimate Strangers. Thank you for listening. I'm honored, yet it's a sense of responsibility, (laughs) you know, huge. This is, you know, maybe it's the first time that I'm sharing (laughs) this story. You have no idea how, you know, you can actually touch somebody's life. And only the fact that we put attention into it, it's already something very, very big, very big, very big. What's up, guys? Xavier Katani here. This is a 90 degree turn from what we usually have here on The Human Experience, but that's what this show is. It's about the human experience. We had on the fashion icon, Simonetta Lean, and there's so much stuff that she's doing and we get into a lot of that in this conversation. So hopefully you guys enjoy this one. Thank you guys so much for listening. The Human Experience is in session. My guest for today is Mrs. Simonetta Lean. Simonetta, it's a pleasure. Welcome to HXP. Thank you so much. I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. So, Simonetta, I I find who you are fascinating. I mean, you've been given accomplishments such as best-selling author, TV, radio personality, journalist, international fashion icon, blogger, influencer, brand ambassador, entrepreneur, philanthropist. How does, I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> How many lives, yeah. right? I did in yeah. one life. <laughs> and we're about the same age. You're 34, right? Yes. Yes. So how does a person accomplish this by the age of 34? It's remarkable. <laughs> Never stop, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, very passionate about everything I do. And, you know, that passion, I always say that it's the, the key of everything. If you don't have that, you have to look for it. Because when you have it, then you'll have the strength to do everything that I have been doing. Because it, when you were saying all these things, I was like, oh my goodness, really? But it's true. I mean, 34, yes, I'm still young. Very, yeah. <laughs> and I also lived in, you know, in, in Italy. I travel a lot. I've been to India many, many times. I kind of lived there a little bit. I lived in Cuba for a little bit. And then I'm living in the U.S., so I did a lot of things. And, you know, being really focused on what you want to accomplish and being very clear what you, where you are going. And, of course, it's not easy. It's um, an everyday journey that you have to decide and redetermine every, every single day. But I think that's the key. Yeah, I love that. I love, you know, the passion behind that. I feel the same way. I'm very passionate about everything I do. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment in your life, in your career, where you felt like, okay, this is the turning point. This is what I want to do. This is where my passion is. This is what I want to do for the world. Yes. When I moved to the US, it was, of course, a big step. Imagine that I was living in Italy and I had my family, I have my house, I had my job, I had my friends. So I left my comfort zone. 
sometimes, you know, people hear this, they are like, wow, but at the same time, they get scared, right? Because it can be something scary, leaving everything. But that actually was the best decision I ever made. Sometimes I always say to people, get out of your comfort zone can be, you know, the key moment. And of course, you have to be very aware of what you're doing. And that was the moment. Even if it seems crazy, but you have that passion, that passion really guides you. And when I moved to the US, I really had this connection inside of myself saying, I want to transform everything I do in paying forward. Um, I really think that in 2017, whatever job you do, if you want to make an experiment with yourself and open your life a little bit uh, to others, you'll really discover a world inside yourself oh. <laughs> that you did not, you know, really maybe even knew it was existing. So the key when I moved to the U.S., also the U.S. inspired me. I have to say the U.S. is uh, it's a country that it's very open to charity and that kind of feeling. I found a lot of people really opening, I would say, their heart and their possibility to make my ideas working because, you know, I had already the idea beyond my foundation, which is the wish wall. It was, it started first with a blog, but it was mostly, I was actually interviewing at that time celebrities about their wishes come true and how they can inspire people. But when I moved here, I was out of my comfort zone. I had, you know, so much passion. It just had to work. I don't know how to explain it. It had to work because it was just such a big jump. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I spent this whole week thinking about this episode with you and how do I connect this fashion icon entrepreneur? We interview a lot of different entrepreneurs and we range in the type of people that we bring on. But, you know, mm -hmm. I was just like, how do I tie in fashion into consciousness and what's going on in the world? And it just, mm -hmm. you know, it was puzzling. It was the strangest, like, sort of fusion of two different things. And how would you say fashion affects? culture, humanity, and what we're doing in our lives? Well, fashion, it's a form of art. I'm an artist. My first degree is in fine art, so I'm a painter. So I was always fascinated by fashion because of, you know, it shows outside, of course. It's like you are going outside with a piece of art if, of course, you are aware of it. So to me, fashion, of course, I'm from Italy, so I always say, you know, that it's in my blood. We have style, you know, in our, <laughs> in our blood. But yes, it should be more of being aware that when you wear something, it's not just only, you know, piece of clothing. Yes, yeah, sometimes it could be, but if you really want to put attention into it, you'll realize that, again, it's a piece of art. It's something that can communicate exactly who you are inside, and it can inspire people. My blog, it's called Empowering Style, uh, under the Wishmaker Project, and I interview mostly women about their job and, you know, their lives and how they impact the world in style. Because, of course, when you imagine you go inside a room, right, with that style, that it's real, your mm. style, if people see you. And so that's why fashion, to me, became a way of communicating, allowing people or actually helping people to make them more aware of what they're communicating and what they want actually to change about themselves. You know, fashion can also help your mood, help your day. You know, sometimes maybe you are a little bit down and you kind of force yourself to go inside your wardrobe and say, okay, I'll change my day. I always say, 
um, easy things, simple things can really do a lot. So fashion can be, of course, a simple and easy thing that we can put attention in our everyday life and understand that there's a bigger (laughs) meaning about it. You know, I I love that. I I love that fashion is art. And I agree, you know, when I do look in my closet and I'm looking for something nice to wear, there is a sense of confidence and there is a sense of presence that I feel when I look good. Absolutely. How do you jump from, I know that the wish wall is a big passion project for you. You know, how do you go from being a fashion icon to wanting to help people? The wish wall, it's a way for me to meet real people, real stories. I am a storyteller. I write for the Huffington Post. I write for Forbes. I wrote my first novel. Now I'm writing my second book. So I'm passionate about writing and reading, you know, uh, true stories. Also, fashion, it's a way that allows me to get to know another part of the world (laughs) that gives me another perspective. And at the end, it's all in the same big circle, I would say. I just get it from another angle. For instance, I get to interview many, many beautiful women that I uh, also meet through social media. I use social media a lot to really go and meet interesting people. You know, fashion brings, of course, that happy part, I would say, you know, we're doing maybe also a deep interview and bring that a more intimate part of that person. I can discover, you know, details of that person through their style. It allows me, I would say, to go a little bit deeper in a, again, simple way, but no better people. To me, it's a deep connection. It's not absolutely an external thing. It's much more. Yeah. I want to touch on the wish wall because this is such a big thing for you. Is there a wish that touched you the most? Yes. It's it's an incredible story. It keeps on actually touching me because it had so many parts. It was the first physical wish wall that we decided to do, and it was here in Philadelphia. We're talking about September 2015, when Pope Francis came to Philadelphia. I had this idea of the wish wall, but it was still a work in progress. I shared, I would say, my idea with Mm. the city. And as an artist as well, you know, I was visualizing this wish wall as a physical, as a mural, you know? And I shared this idea, I said, how can I bring, you know, from a, the online version, because it first started, like I was saying, kind of a blog, in the physical world. And so they gave me all the help, and we were able to put up this event, so this physical wish wall. So imagine a massive wall with a beautiful graphic, and we put up an event. A lot of people came, they put up beautiful wishes, I decided to go with all this colored pieces of paper, and we put up something that was beautiful. That event itself changed my life. Almost the end of the event, a girl comes and she basically writes this wish very quickly, put it up and she starts crying and she runs away. And I go after her while quickly I'm reading her wish. And basically she's asking me to help her to get who killed her sister. I stop her and she tells me, you know, my sister got killed in a hit and run accident. And basically, uh, we have the feeling that, you know, we live in a big city. The city's forgetting us. We don't know what to do. We don't want that people will forget my Mm. sister. And I had no idea that actually this was a very famous story in the city of Philadelphia. And I had no idea how to deal with it. I mean, I was very new in the US. I'm still very new. So, I just 
felt that I had to do something. So at the end of the event, we pick one wish that we feel that granting that wish, we can impact the community the most. Mm -hmm. And so we thought if we can help this family, we can help a lot of families that are going through the same issue, showing them they're not alone. So the first thing that I wanted to do was renaming a street after this woman that was killed. And by the way, she was my age. So I felt, you know, this strong connection. And so I tried to reach out to the family. You have also to know that many times people put up a wish and then it's not that easy to grant wishes. I had to really go through. And of course, it was a very touching story. So then I had then to talk with the mother. The mother was crying. It was, you know, very hard. But at the end, I told her, I'm here to help you. And she trusted me. And we went and we talked Mm -hmm. with the city. And uh, this lady was killed on December 23rd of 2014. Mm -hmm. So it was two days before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's end of September. We have two months. We have to rename the street before. anniversary, yeah. Uh, Of course, everyone told me you are crazy. (laughs) You are in Philadelphia. What do you think? I mean, even in a small city, two months, it just, I mean, it takes a lot of time. I always say when you really want something, you know, sometimes also miracle happen. We didn't even actually know until that exact day if they were putting up the sign, but I still remember December 23rd, we go there and they're putting up the sign. So that was the first thing, like amazing thing. And then we were able to put up with the city and AAA and Clear Channel a big billboard because I said, listen, maybe someone will talk. And so they put up big billboard and a reward for whoever, you know, would help the Mm. case. I prayed <laughs> a lot and sometimes really miracle happened. This is to me, it's a miracle because exactly a year after they put up the wish, I received a phone call the same exact mm, day wow. saying we got him. And so they got the killer and the killer now is in jail. So he admitted it was him. And it's something, you know, that I still cannot explain. <laughs> I still cannot believe that happened. It Again, it changed my life completely because when you see with your eyes that things like that can happen, I mean, yes, miracles do ha- do happen and do exist. Wow, yeah. That's <laughs> so, such a touching story. Yes, um, and, it is. You know, I love your idea of service to others, and that is also one of my personal like philosophies. You know, that's what I do is is I I do my best to serve others as much as I possibly can. I, I feel like if more of us were doing that, the world would be a better place. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, I created this according to the pay forward philosophy. I cannot do all the work. I'm just, you know one person but if i can inspire you when you and you and we keep on doing it even small things you have no idea many times even a small gesture a comment under someone's wish can change that person's life you have no idea how you know you can actually touch somebody's life and only the fact that we put attention into it it's already something very very big so if we sh- all should start at least to do a little bit, yes, we can absolutely increase this the quality of life actually very yeah, quickly. Yeah, it's kind of like the butterfly effect, you know? It's like one small yes. action ha- can have this massive impact on so many people's lives. You know, we've we've talked about your successes and, you know, the things you've done let's talk about your failures. Let's expose that (laughs) because I think the perception 
many times is that success is like an overnight thing and not at oh, all yeah, it's sure. not like that at all it's like this <laughs> constant struggle <laughs> you know and so i mean what's one it of is. those failures those moments where you learned from that event it happens every day like i was saying before while i have that passion that passion has to be searched every single day i personally made the best choice for my life which was really following um spiritual path, I would say. And I always say you have to find your own way, but please find a way. You cannot think that you can accomplish everything you would like to accomplish in life without commitment. It was like last week, I had a person that I helped with all my heart. And actually that thing, instead, she got it completely in the opposite Mm -hmm. way. And, you know, actually ended up in not in a nice way. And that you know, of course, brought me down. And to me, it's that struggle, that struggle that you were talking about, that's the best tool, the struggle inside ourselves. I always say, when you're doing something, please try one more time. Always say to yourself, one more time, because you think it's over, that one more time with all your heart will open doors that you didn't even, you know, could have opened for you. While I was talking with you, I had an an image when I was 14. That was maybe uh, the biggest failure. I think I was 12, actually. And I just moved from uh, one school to another. And I'm the only child, did not have friends. My parents were very, very busy. And at this time, I still don't know why I did invent that I had like some kind of disease or something. And I wanted to see if, you know, the other kids liked me enough to, you know, feel sorry if I wouldn't be there mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with them. And this is, you know, maybe it's the first time that I'm sharing <laughs> this story. But if I think about, you know, like a biggest failure, all the kids were really, oh my goodness, no, can you die? Well, no, we want you, you are our friend. And I felt, you know, oh my goodness, they care about me. Then, of course, they discovered that I was not dying, (laughs) and then they hated me, right? (laughs) And then I had to, you know, restart a new relationship. And then at the end of the three years of school, we were friends again. That was a big failure because I faked me. I did not have confidence in me, but that taught me I can be like just because I am me. And, of course, like I said, even if I had so many successes every day, you yeah, know, do not think yeah. that success happened overnight. That's the, you know, the struggle. We do not have to be defeated. Never, 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 never. Always every day it's a new day and that door closed. Well, I'll open it in another way. It always works this way. I always say dreams really do come true, but it's all up to you if you want them to come true. Yeah. Um, you know, so many things there. I didn't want to interrupt your flow there. And so many things moving through my mind as you were speaking. The last thing that you said left me with an old quote that I love from Picasso that said something like, good artists copy, great artists steal. I love that quote, but Mm -hmm. that sense of Mm -hmm. originality and being yourself and not hiding who you are and just being honest with yourself, just being honest with who you are, even if you're stealing. You know, to me, it seems like when we start to do that more and when we start to communicate in the most honest way possible, other people start to do the same thing back. 
You know, it's, it's such Absolutely. a profound feeling when I can get someone like you onto the show and, and then we have such a real moment where, you know, you're telling me about this childhood story that you've never mentioned before. I live for those moments. I'm really <laughs> curious about in the business side of it, working with these brands, what is one of the biggest brands that you've worked with? So I would say Ilaria Fendi. She's uh, an amazing woman. She's one of the Fendi sister. She actually inspired me a lot. So she was the designer of Le Fendi Cement. So it was like a branch of Fendi. And she decided to create her own brand based on the recycling part. See, she inspired me because she keeps on you know, showing me how, again, fashion is an art. So fashion can be something that can bring new ways from a culture also point of view. So she recycles everything. So she creates bags and jewelries and that kind of items. Everything that was wasted, she uses this to make luxury pieces. And they are absolutely stunning. And it's amazing while you go through the story of a bag because she puts you, you know, the story she explains you, you know, I saved this button from, I don't know, the beer tap and I, you know, put letter that I, you know, was wasted here and there around it and it becomes like gorgeous. So she gave me this idea of how, you know, we should strive for those designers that can bring innovation and can bring again something new. I don't know if you heard about it, but fashion can also be used as technological, mm. I would say, aspect. So for instance, now they are creating bras that can detect if you have oh, wow. cancer. Uh, it's it's very interesting. There are like fashion can really be useful for so many things. So she inspired me so much. Now I am actually the official ambassador for Shahida Paradis, another extremely important woman for me right now. She's Indian and she uh, advocates for women in India and uh, try really to help as many as she can to become entrepreneurs. So when she came and she told me, I love what you do. I love, you know, your present into the fashion world, into social media, the Wishwell Foundation. What can we do together? Um, I went through her stuff and I saw many, many styles that I was, first of all, inspired as a woman because she has this concept of women that have to be women, I would say, really, you know, beautiful and classy and colorful and all those colors, you know, that I, I saw because I was uh, in India many times. I saw those colors and I know actually the energy that those colors can give to people and they are the same colors that I you know, pick for the wish walk. So I, I picked like a selection of clothes and we created a capsule collection that actually it's for sale now until I think in May, something like this, that helps the Wishwell Foundation. So 30% of the proceeds will go to the Wishwell Foundation. So to me, it's first of all, an honor. I mean, before me, she had people like Beyonce, Demi Lovato, Paris Hilton wearing her clothing line. So it's like, it's amazing. And of course, shows me that through you know, my uh, influential <laughs> part of my life, I would say I could use, you know, that part for a project that can instead help so many people because in fact, the campaign is called Heart to Heart. And so she will help with part of the proceeds hurt women in India and I will help other meaningful wishes come mm. true. 
So it's a way of women that can collaborate and create something that empowers, create something actually concretely uh, achievable and yet in style. Yeah, it's, it's really intriguing. I love so. the technology aspect of measuring cancer in bras. That's huge. Oh, yes. I'm sure that you've garnered a large following with everything you've done and these women, girls who want to be like you. Is there a message for them that you would give them? What would you tell them? You know, I received so much love. Actually, really yesterday, I received this message from on Instagram from a girl that told me, you know, you are the role model that, you know, I was looking for. And if one day I'll have a child or a daughter, I wish she could be like you. And that, of course, I'm honored, yet it's a sense of responsibility, <laughs> you know, yeah, huge. Yeah. I feel the protection of so many people there. You know, they, they feel the power of my work and they keep on supporting me, you know, encouraging me. And that it's just, it's huge for me. And I will keep on telling them, remember a leader without the first follower is nothing. So you are braver than me because if you are, you know, kind of encouraging me and, you know, you see me a leader without you, I'm mm. nothing. And so remember how courageous you are in believing, I would say, and recognizing other people's amazing ideas. You know, when I started the wish wall, I also received like, is this working? How does this work? And it was like, maybe, you know, the crazy idea that someone said, oh, but this is genius, you know? And then it's thanks to that person that I started to do what I'm doing. You remember that you are the key of when you actually encourage someone else, you are the key for that someone else to actually succeed. And someone else will do the same for you. So always remember that when you give to others, you're part of something bigger. When you encourage other people, you know, really come to you and life come to you and brings you more. Yeah, you know, I, I really love that. I love the honesty in that. And, you know, something uh, we do here at the show is we've had many, many people on and, and many, you know, big, very big names. And when I look back, I've found in my own ability to be honest when I completely open myself during an interview, it's when I get the most back from the, the person that yes. I'm interviewing. You know, and and then after the interview is over, they will tell me that, you know, they will remark and, and say, you know, I've done a lot of interviews, but I've never had that happen to me. So, yeah, I truly believe in being open with who you are and honest with everything that you do. And I like to look at it as if you look at a coin, it has two sides, both positive and negative. And if you can turn the coin, if you have 10 negative thoughts and you turn the coin for Mm -hmm. one of those thoughts into positive, it's like this cascade starts to happen. People who have negative self images, if they just turn one of those thoughts they're having into a positive thought, I think things like the wish wall, the stuff that you're doing, the service to others is really, truly helping people capture that. And also while you were talking, I had this image because maybe someone listening to us is getting it. And maybe someone is like really in deep problems and say, I understand that, but I cannot turn that coin. That happens as well. So I just want to tell to that person, do not feel discouraged if it seems that everything is going wrong. Just try another time. 
remember when you go home or whatever, remember that Simo told you, try another time. Do not get discouraged. Do not think that everything goes wrong only to you. It happens to everyone. Yeah, it's a, it's a simple idea, but it's hard to do, you know? It's hard because, again, you have to battle with your mind. And many times, if you actually try another time and you put that heart, maybe, you know, you can turn your vision a little bit. And like you were saying, maybe after a little bit, then you start to change your way of thinking. It's all inside ourselves. And if it's also outside, because of course, the outside is the reflection of what we have inside and all the causes that we put in the past and start to put positive causes. If you start from now to put positive causes, you can easily change the course of your life. What's up, guys? You have been listening to The Human Experience with Simon and Aline. To hear the rest of this interview, just get to thehumanxp.com. And to give you a sample of what you'll be hearing, you will hear... Do not think that successful people reach success without training their mind. You need whatever technique, again, works for you, but you need something. A victory, to me, it's not the actual super duper victory, amazing victory. Without wishes or dreams, we are dead. Because without goals, we are dead. And much, much more. You will hear all of the content that we've assembled with the guests that we've had on and their core message. When you become a member, it helps us support the show, carry this forward. If you value our work, become a member today. Thank you so much for listening.